0: You're listening to Consider This, episode 303, for October 5th, 2020. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever, wherever, and whoever you are. It's time once again for me to let you know what's on my mind. This is Consider This, and I'm Doug Payton, the one whose mind you'll hear from. Let us hear what's on your mind by going to considerthis.ctpodcasting.com slash feedback. Everything you'd ever want to know about expressing yourself to this audience is there. That's CT as in cooler temperatures. A listener with her thoughts on the pandemic. Another listener with his thoughts on the defunding of police. And yet another listener who has heard some rumblings about litigating Election Day. I'm finally getting around to all your contributions. First off, I have a message from listener Linda, who commented on the post where I asked what you'd learned or enjoyed or missed or lost during this pandemic. Here's her take. Thankfully, I was able to work from home for a month before returning to the office. Also, I was asked, To move offices last October, and my new one happens to be in a quiet part of the building and has its own bathroom. I have felt quite safe at work. I have missed the ease of just being out and about eating and shopping, but I have a bit more in my savings account now. My church was able to reopen with precautions in late June. I'm grateful for this, but miss physically hugging my friends. Because Sunday school was canceled and still is not able to be done, I record one to two Bible studies in both English and Spanish for my church each week. It has been a great outlet for me. As an introvert, being alone isn't as bad as it has been for others, and I'm well aware of this. I am getting ready to fly up to my aunt's memorial service in a couple of weeks. Because my parents and aunts and uncles are all in their 80s, I am self-physical distancing even more for the two weeks before heading there, just as a precaution. Oh, and masks are hot and fog my glasses, but I now have some cute masks, even one with a picture of my family and another with my favorite game board. The picture she attached to the comment showed one with her extended family and one with part of the board for the game Clue. (laughs) That's Cluedo for those of you who speak British English. I've heard folks who don't like the phrase social distancing because it sounds like you can't or won't be social. They prefer the phrase physical distancing. I do too, but when you hear social distancing over and over, it's a tough habit to break. And Linda, you certainly won't be social distancing at the memorial service, just physical distancing, I'm sure. And I completely understand the desire to hug your friends. I have a feeling that when that time comes, it'll be like a bottle of water after crossing the desert. For a little while, we won't be able to get enough. Well, thanks, Linda, for leaving that comment. And if you have any thoughts about your time during this pandemic, feel free to do the same. Listener Brad had a few questions about the whole defund the police thing that seems to be going around. He wrote to consider this at ctpodcasting.com with his thoughts. Thanks for an always informative and entertaining podcast. I wanted to get your thoughts on the defund the police movement. Specifically, my town recently cut the police budget by a third. The claim is that this funding is going to other services such as social workers who can better respond to the type of crimes that warrant that type of response, which I assume is most crimes. However, I've seen no indication that this is, in fact, the case. My thought is that, as with most liberal policies, this movement is about more control, not less. Defund the police now while it has some kind of support? Use that money to grow new or existing government services? Wait until crime is bad enough in the future to raise taxes in order to better fund the police? Because who can argue with that? Has there ever been an instance where a city has defunded the police only to give that money back to the citizens, or rather, lower the tax rates? I think not. Let's wait a few years and see if these same liberal cities, defunding the police now, will have liberal politicians running on a platform of funding the police and raising taxes in the future. Keep up the good work. Best of luck in the podcast awards. Thanks, Brad. He wrote this before the award ceremony, so thanks for the well wishes. And by the way, thanks to all of you who nominated my show, but the judges awarded the trophy to the show True Crime Deadline. Well, wait till next year. In any event, there's a link in the show notes to a story where a significant number of supporters of defunding the police on the Minneapolis City Council are backing off and essentially want a do-over. Think of it as voters' remorse. One counselor said he meant the words only in spirit. Not by the letter. (laughs) What does that even mean? You wanted to virtue signal, but not actually do anything? When asked if this created uncertainty in the city, the city council president paused for 16 seconds (laughs) before saying, quote, I think our pledge created confusion in the community and in our wards. Close quote. You think? let's wait a few years and see if, in some places, the police even got defunded, or if this was just more useless virtue signaling. Hi, everybody. I'm Brian Kilmeade from Fox & Friends and the Brian Kilmeade Show. You're listening to 10 Minutes or Less, conservative podcast. Consider this. Listener Barb alerted me to a group that calls themselves the Transition Integrity Project, referring to the election transition. So many articles have been written wargaming about how the right could get violent, Trump might stage a coup if Biden wins, or perhaps Trump might file lawsuits in various states contesting the vote count. Yet, it's Hillary Clinton that told Biden not to concede on the night of the election, quote, under any circumstances, close quote. It was Biden himself who said that if he won, that quote, "the United States government is perfectly capable of escorting trespassers out of the White House. Close quote. Liberals have set up what they are calling the Democracy Defense Nerve Center, so they can plan for all sorts of contingencies. They are the ones looking to hold us in stasis for days or weeks. They are allegedly worried about right-wing violence. But you know, the only violence I've seen on a medium or large scale for years has been left-wing violence. And so my thought is that, while this is ostensibly a defense maneuver against what Trump might do if he loses, it's actually prep for what they plan to do if Trump wins in enough of a close election that they think they can use these tactics themselves. It will be the ultimate expression of Hashtag Resist. Get to the polls and vote. If they lose big, they can't litigate. Like I said at the beginning, let me know what you think and I'll highlight it here. Thanks to Linda, Brad, and Barb for writing either an email or a Facebook comment. It was great to hear from you. Now, it's your turn. That website, again, is considerthis.ctpodcasting.com slash feedback. If you want to steer the topics to something you're interested in, I'm game. Thanks for listening. And remember that what's on your mind might change if you consider this.